A teenager breaks into a prison to save the relationship with his girlfriend. The Vagina Museum gets an alcohol license. And you can put your face on a robot and get over $100,000 for doing so. These are the weird stories for Monday. This is Weird AF News, the only daily weird news podcast hosted by a comedian. I'm your host, Jonesy. Got some weird ones for you. I love it. I picked them. Let's do it. Smoke a fatty and laugh it up with Jonesy in Weird AF News. Oh, yeah. A teenager broke into jail to save the relationship with his girlfriend. I mean, this guy went above and beyond to save his relationship. Would you break into a jail? I don't think I'd break into a jail. And by the way, if she's in jail, do we want to really save this relationship? Maybe just kind of move on. This happened in Germany. Germany firefighters were deployed. They were going to uh, remove an 18-year-old male after he broke into a detention facility in the northwestern town of Vekcha. Vechka. I don't know. That's what a spokesperson said. The teenager apparently tried to reach his ex-girlfriend, who is one of the inmates inside this prison. The inmate had just ended the relationship with the 18-year-old over the phone, I assume from prison. Authorities believe that the man, the boyfriend, used a lamppost to scale the 13-foot prison wall. In order to avoid getting snagged on the the barbed wire or razor wire, he preemptively removed most of his clothing. Wow, he climbed the wall naked? He then proceeded to climb the wall of the inmate housing building and reach the barred window of his ex-girlfriend's cell on the first floor. Oh my goodness, how did he know she was there? I mean, how do you know where the cell is? He was soon discovered by the prison staff, but he refused to climb down. Eventually, firefighters reached the prison and managed to remove the youth using an extendable ladder. Was he naked the whole time? There's no photo of this stunt. I would like to see a photo of the man naked outside the prison bars holding on for dear life. <laughs> I think this is nuts. These are This is too much to try and get your girlfriend back, man. I'm sorry. It was not immediately clear if the man's antics, which took place last week, were successful in winning back the girl's heart. Oh, what do you think? Do you think that she was touched by this? Do you think she even knew that he was there? What if she's... Oh, that would be the worst if he crawled over the fence, over the barbed wire, scaled the 13-foot-tall wall, then scaled the second wall, then climbed up and clinged to her bars to peek in, and then it was lunchtime. She wasn't even in there. <laughs> That would be the worst. He's so like, Rachel, Rachel, are you there? Ra- Rachel. It's lunchtime, buddy. Who are you looking for? Tell Rachel I'm here. Yeah, but I can't get her. She's at lunch. I can't hold on for much longer, man. Tell her I was here. Do you think she won her heart back? She probably doesn't even know that this happened, right? He's being investigated on suspicion of breaking and entering. And he's being uh, investigated for illicit contact with a prisoner. I didn't know that that was a uh, crime. You cannot contact prisoners illicitly. What are you trying to do here? I'm just looking for love in all the wrong places. Jumping fences and scraping up my shins. Authorities were taking measures to prevent unauthorized entry into their prisons. 
Is there that many people trying to climb lampposts and get into prisons these days? I mean, I don't know anybody trying to get into prison. And usually it's out of prison, right? Not into prison. Although people do love inmates. They do. I mean, how many relationships begin? This whole online dating a prisoner thing, I think it's real. I think people are falling in love with prisoners. This guy was in love with the girl before she went into prison. And that wasn't enough. If I was her, I wouldn't have broke up with him. Just You need all the support you can get when you're in prison, right? You know, I mean, unless she met a woman that she loves or something. Maybe that's what happened. She met a woman and she's like, you know what? I need to end it with the guy on the outside. This isn't going anywhere. Not only are you out there, but now I, I'm in love with a woman. In love with a woman. The Vagina Museum gets an alcohol license despite warnings. I never even heard of a vagina museum. Apparently, this is a museum dedicated to vaginas, and uh, it's in London. It's been granted an alcohol license for some reason. Despite residents' concern, it could attract rowdy stag and hen parties. Stag and hen parties. Who's using these words? People in London, apparently. The Vagina Museum uh, is due to open on November 16th at Camden Market in London. Why the Vagina Museum? What do you want to know about it? Well, it's the aim is to spread knowledge about gynecological anatomy and health. So in case you don't know what a healthy vagina looks like, you can walk through a giant one, I'm sure. This is the world's first bricks and mortar museum dedicated to vaginas, according to the website. The vagina museum.com. <laughs> the new sponsor of Weird AF News, the vagina museum.com. <laughs> this could totally be one of my sponsors. What better sponsor than the vagina museum? <laughs> this is the world's first bricks and mortar museum dedicated to everything vaginas. The museum has been widely supported. Its application for an alcohol license provoked some warnings, though, from local residents groups. I don't know. What, what do you need an alcohol license for? Your vagina museum. Don't get the light. First of all, do you need you need alcohol at the vagina museum? I, don't, I think people are going to have a good time without the alcohol. It's not a big deal. Are people uncomfortable around vaginas? They need to get bombed? I don't think so. I think we're all comfortable around vaginas these days. Don't got to be drunk to look at a vagina or even a giant vagina. If you want to do alcohol, do BYOB. Bring your own booze, BYOV. Bring your own vag. <laughs> Patricia Thomas, who wrote to the Camden Council on behalf of the Residents Association, said the residents are particularly alarmed by the idea of hen and stag parties visiting the museum. She said, "We have no we have no doubt that the museum We'll try to ensure that no inappropriate parties will be allowed, but stag parties are not known for the respectfulness, and hen parties can also be ruckus, difficult to control. If parties become rowdy, they will be removed. They will be removed by security and then end up on our streets, creating a public nuisance. Yes, I will not stand for public nuisances. That was my impression of um, Patricia Thomas of Camden Residents Association. <laughs> I think it was pretty spot on. I think she's being a, a little out of control. This is a, you know, alcohol alcohol or not, you're going to get parties of people going to the Vagina Museum 
and laughing and having a good time. It's a, it's a vagina museum. You think it's going to be one of these quiet little art museums you get? No, you're going to get some groups. Catherine Gemmel, the chairman of the Tenants Residence Associations, added that the group was concerned the museum was actively seeking to attract hen and stag nights. What is with these hen and stag nights? Who cares? It's a vagina museum, bro. What do you think is going on over there? It's going to come with a little bit of, uh, you know, excitement, okay? You know? Despite the concerns, local authorities' licensing panel granted the museum an alcohol license on Thursday. Ooh, they gave it to him. In a statement, the museum director said that she was honored by the decision. She said, she added, At the hearing, we heard and engaged with residents' concerns. Well... The, the museum sought permission to serve alcohol between 10 a.m. and 11.30 p.m. Monday through Thursday. <laughs> 10 a.m. to midnight, Fridays and Saturdays. The 10 a.m. booze at the Vagina Museum on a Monday. Hmm, what kind of crowd is doing that? That's what I want to know. <laughs> right? The licensing panel added that a condition, a condition that no more than 100 people could be admitted into the museum at any one time. Okay. The, the museum's opening exhibition, you'll be happy to hear, is entitled Muffbusters, Vagina Myths, and How to Fight Them. It's beginning on the 16th of November, so <laughs> vaginamuseum.com. Com, dot com. Oh, my God. That was, a, that was definitely a Freudian slip right there, right? <laughs> a little slip of the nipple. Oh, boy. Hey, who wants to get wasted at the Vagina, vagina Museum? I'm totally down. Let's get a Kickstarter going to send Jonesy to London. See, this if I had a, if I had a big budget for this... Oh, for the Weird AF News Media, I would be going to the opening of the Vagina Museum. You better believe it. I would be drinking booze and, I don't know, experiencing muff busters, learning about vaginal myths and fighting them. Yeah, fighting those vagina myths. (laughs) This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. A robot wants to wear your face and you'll be paid $130,000. Do you have a kind and friendly face? Do you mind borrowing your face to a robot that's going to be mechanized? Well, you could be close to $130,000 richer if you donate your face. Have yourself a robotic doppelganger. A British engineering and manufacturing firm has put out a call for people interested in being the face of a new state-of-the-art humanoid. The company is researching for a very, quote, kind and friendly face to be the literal face of the robot once it goes into production. So not just one robot, but all the robots are going to look like you. That's creepy as hell. The company says, this will entail the selected person's face being reproduced on potentially thousands of versions of the robots worldwide. Oh, that's so creepy to have your face on a robot produced thousands of robots worldwide. The robot line has been in the works for five years. 
and it's going to result in a companion for seniors. Oh, they're developing a robot to be a companion for seniors, and it might look like you. Would you like to have your face be a companion for seniors? That sounds like a good way to spend your time. Here's what's great. You give your face and that you're a companion for seniors and you never have to actually be a companion for seniors. Because let's be real. Who wants to be a companion for seniors? They're quite boring. You got to wipe a lot of drool. Sometimes you got to wipe their butts. <laughs> All they want to do is play bingo. They want to have dinner at 5.30 and then go to bed. That's no, that's no fun. <laughs> yeah, get a robot for that. I'm just kidding, seniors. You seniors, you're living, you're living exciting lives. Come on, I'm just joking around. It's a weird AF News segment, so you know I'm not, you know. The company behind the robot that might look like you is privately funded. They won't tell you who it is. There's a blog post. It doesn't share the age or the gender parameters, only just asking people who want to license their face to submit a photo via email for a chance at $130,000. 100,000 pounds. Candidates who make it to the next phase will apparently get full details on the project. It's very secret. Do you want to donate your face to a secret robotic project? Ooh. (laughs) I'm wondering, how much are they going to modify your face to fit the robot structure? Will it look exactly like your face or will it have dead eyes? Those robots seem to have dead eyes. You know what I'm saying? Do you know what I mean about the dead eyes? Creepy. So it might be your face, but creepy, like creepy eyes. Mm, I don't know if I like that. Sure. They're really getting getting down with the robots for seniors. With the number of adults over 85 expected to triple by 2050, robots designed to keep the elderly company are becoming increasingly common. They also serve a practical purpose, doing things like responding to voice commands, offering proactive notifications and advice, and letting relatives monitor conditions at the home. And now they might do all of that, looking like you, creepos. Ooh, imagine having a robot taking care of you. Oh, it's a sad state of affairs with the seniors, right, you know? It used to be extended families. What's extended families? Well, you know, grandma, grandpa, aunts, uncles that are elderly, they they live with the family, extended families. Now... It's like you're old and living alone. This is where it's come this is what it's come down to. My grandma lives alone. My Italian grandma lives all alone. My other grandma who passed away a couple years ago, she lived alone until she passed away. Living alone. It's sad. This is why they're developing these robots so the so the grannies and grampies don't have to live alone. Sad situation. I don't know what's worse though. Living alone or having a creepy robot that looks like I don't know. Some random person, like always barking orders at you, telling you to go to bed, telling you, take your meds, take your meds, Andrew, take your meds. (laughs) Yeah. Dave, take your meds, Dave. That's just creepy. Robots with a human face telling you to take your meds. I mean, I'm I'm milking this joke here, but I I don't know if there's anything there. What do you guys think? Let me put out a question here instead of just talking about it because... I'm not getting anywhere with it, but I think you guys know how I feel about the robots. How do you feel about having a robot take care of your your single living alone grandparent? Like, you trust it? Any time of the day, the robot could just strangle your granny? I don't mean to skew your answer here, but like, call the show and let me know how you feel about this. Would you allow a, a robot, a cyborg, 
Even if it had a pleasant face, obviously they're going to screen all the faces. They're looking for a really pleasant one. You know, a robot that looks like Jimmy Fallon or somebody innocent. 646-450-2012. Hit me. Yay! Hey, weirdos. I hope you enjoyed the episode. Hope you're getting your Monday and your week off to a good start. Hope you enjoyed the Florida Friday episodes as well. I had a good time doing that. Hope you had a nice weekend of Halloween trick-or-treating or just treating or just tricking. I don't know what you did. I went to a Halloween party. A couple of them. And I went to a theater downtown LA that was playing Beetlejuice on the big screen in a big theater, old school theater, over 100 years old. And uh, they gave you a ghost walking tour of the basement of the theater, claiming that it's haunted. Someone was murdered down there. I mean, the whole night was amazing. And then watching Beetlejuice again, I forgot how funny that movie is. Outstanding. Outstanding. Highly recommend it. What is your favorite Halloween movie? Call me and tell me. I would love to hear that. Uh, 646-450-2012. You can email me, funnyjones at gmail.com. A lot of people reached out to me, by the way, to let me know that that, that uh, extremely serious haunted house that I covered an article on, uh, the dangerous one that makes you sign a waiver, they said, this is not for the faint of heart, Jonesy. Don't pimp out this haunted house. It's extremely dangerous. Okay? It's not, it's not a funny thing. It's very, very dangerous. Uh, so I guess what I'm saying is that haunted house in Tennessee, I believe it's Tennessee, don't don't go to that one. <laughs> I can't be responsible if something happens to you. If you get in there and you, you know you think you're you think you're just gonna see somebody wearing a sheet over their head, next thing you know you're being waterboarded by two gimps. So can't be responsible for that. So don't do that. Disclaimer. I want to give some love to uh, my patron Randa, uh, Randa and Trav, both Patreon, both patrons of the show. Just checking in on me to make sure I'm safe from the fires in California. She writes, me and Trav have been thinking about you and really hope you and your family and friends are safe. Yes, yes. Not too many uh, family and friends out here in Cali, but um, I'm pretty safe. Um, Michael called me as well from Iowa City to make sure I was safe during the fires. I'm all good, guys. I'm all good. Uh, Yeah, I I haven't had any interaction with fires since I've been out here so much. Mostly just earthquakes. Um, And women who talk like, like, like this, like this, and like, I got a little small dog, and like, oh my god. So, a lot of that. Uh, on Twitter, pants, at tearpants. I'm going to give a shout out. Also, Aaron, Aaron VGK. Shout out to those guys on Twitter who were sending me Florida articles. Love it. And then I got a text message from Buffy saying, uh, hey Jonesy, you're a bitch. And uh, asks me, does this count as illegal if I'm not in mass? Um, yeah, well, I mean... So I don't know if you guys know, but I covered a story about how Massachusetts was trying to make the word bitch illegal. And I said, hey, anybody want to call me a bitch before they make it illegal? So Buffy, thank you for calling me a bitch. I feel like a bitch. <laughs> Can't say bitch anymore, though, maybe. Although, I don't, I don't, I'll do a follow-up story to let you guys know the status of the word bitch in your locality. Okay? I'll give you an update on what words are legal and illegal. And we'll make sure we say, say it plenty of times before it goes illegal. Because that's the kind of renegade operation I run over here. Uh... Lastly, join the Patreon like everybody else. Get the free media. Get the free bonus episodes. Patreon.com slash weirdafnews. Check that out. Support the show. I appreciate you all as always, and we'll see you tomorrow. Peace. Hey, you silly bastards out there in the Weird AF News ether. This is the angry Florida man speaking. And I went off the handle a little bit last week about the macaroni and cheese, man, and I apologize for that. But to make amends for you, I'd like to see if any of y'all will dress what you think I look like for Halloween and send your pictures to Mr. Jonesy. I'd like to get a good kick out of that.
Perhaps you'll do it. Perhaps you won't. Perhaps I don't give a gosh dang. I will never use the Lord's name in vain. Have yourself a happy Halloween, weird AFers. Here it is, Jonesy. Not every stripper is an iguana hunter, but apparently this one was. And you do not take a Floridian iguana hunting stripper's $25 until you only took three. Because like I might have said before, and I'll say it again, that is the difference between eating off of a dollar menu and getting a KFC family bucket. That is all I got to say about that. Jonesy, dig this, right? There's a young Floridian man walking through a Target, just whistling, you know, some country-fried tune he has in his head. And then, out of nowhere, one Olaf starts sexually taunting him from another aisle. Alright, man, I can't even... I can't do this, man. I can't do this. That is a jackass. This is like the macaroni and cheese guy. There's something seriously wrong with this MFR. I'm saying, man, I just I just can't... I just can't get behind this, Jonesy. I can't get behind this. Uh, uh, next thing you know, he's going to say, ah, ah, I'm going to cover myself in Vaseline and macaroni and cheese. Start shitting in registers. This... this World's coming to an end, Jonesy. World is coming to an end. Hey, this is Jay from Sacramento calling to comment on your uh, Halloween story. But first, I would like to compliment Jonesy on his fantastic reading skills. I was just thinking, as I was listening to Jonesy read the stories, and every time, every day when I listen to Jonesy read the stories, he does a great job, and uh, I don't know if you guys out there think about, you know, how hard, not how hard it is, but um, it is not easy to have, find someone who can read and talk and read and speak the uh, stuff that they're reading very well and clear and concisely. He makes mistakes here and there, but he actually does it quite well, and I'd like to congratulate him on that. And now, the trick-or-treating story. And Jody asked a question. I'm actually calling to answer his question about what is the age that you should stop people from trick-or-treating? What is the age? And I have a question in return for that question as your answer. So what you're asking is, when should we stop, at what age should we stop people dressing up for fun and going out and getting candy? Okay? So when should we stop people having fun, dressing up, and going out to get candy. Hmm. Now, when you put it like that, why the hell would you ever stop anybody at any age to dress up and get candy? If you're willing and you want to have fun, dress up, and get candy, I don't care what age you are. I don't care if you're a 40-year-old, 50-year-old, 60-year-old. You know what? I'll put it out there. I'd love to see an old little granny at 90 with white hair, her husband at 90 with his white hair, come up to my front door dressed up as, say, up, you know, the grandpa up, that would be funny and lovely, and uh, say trick-or-treat, and I'll be happy to give them candy. I wouldn't be like, aren't you a little old for trick-or-treating? What, what kind? Of, you're never too old to dress up, have fun, and get candy. <laughs> never. Anyways, this is Jay from Sacramento. I think you guys should consider joining Jonesy's Patreon. All right, I'm out.